The San Jose Sharks have finally traded Norse winning defenseman Eric Carlson to the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're going to break down the trade uh, to try to decide if it was actually a good trade and then figure out what's next for the Sharks going forward. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at Inside the Rink and San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, proudly a part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, and we're doing it every day, Sunday morning right now, as we just got uh, news of the Eric Carlson trade. So um, if you want to be an everyday or make sure you don't miss out on any news, uh, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And of course, Eric Carlson was traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins, a move that we've been basically waiting for since the end of the season. And it kind of felt like it was going to be the Penguins for a, a good chunk of the year or a good chunk of the offseason, uh, especially after Kyle Dubas, who's been very much infatuated with trying to acquire Eric Carlson, even going back to his days with Toronto. And, you know, uh, we finally, finally get a deal done today. So uh, let's... First, start off by just breaking down um, what the actual trade was before we kind of um, look at if it was a good trade, if it was a bad trade, and kind of what's next for all the parties involved for it. With um, So, three-team trade between the Sharks, the Penguins, and the Montreal Canadiens. So, uh, we'll start with the Penguins, who receive one Eric Carlson uh, from San Jose. They also received Dylan Hamilek, um, Sharks uh, pick from, was that 2019, 28, whatever. It was a contract to make contracts uh, good move. Um, they also see Rem Pitlick from the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and then they get the Sharks 2026 third round draft pick. Um, the Canadians receive a 2025 second round pick from the Penguins. Um, they get defenseman Jeff Petrie, who was considered to be part of the Sharks trade, but didn't want to come out to the West Coast. Um, they also get goalie Casey DeSmith and then Nathan Laguerre, uh Ford, all those from Pittsburgh. So, and then the Sharks receive the 2024 first round pick from the Penguins as a top 10 uh pick uh protected so if the penguins pick in the top 10 this pick will revert to a 2025 first round pick for uh the sharks but i don't think the penguins are gonna be a top 10 uh one of the 10 worst teams this season so um they all sharks also get mikhail granlin uh ford defenseman one uh jan ruta and then uh forever shark mike hoffman comes home um from the canadians so um a lot of stuff going on there. And then plus the retention. Uh, the Sharks only retained $1.5 million of Eric Carlson contracts over the next four seasons. So that $1.5 will be sitting on the books for the Sharks uh, through the 2026-2027 um, season. Yep. Um, and then which coincides with the Martin Jones buyout. Um 
And then the Penguins uh, retain like one and a half, a little over one and a half million dollars of uh, Jeff Petrie's deal as he for the next two seasons as he goes to Montreal. Okay, that's a lot of stuff happening there. So um, the big, I guess the big thing out of it is um, the Sharks clear $10 million uh, they of Eric Carlson's contract. Um, and the stuff they got back is not really anything to write home about yet. Um, they got back a bunch. We'll look at the players here in a second. But the, the players they got back are pieces that you can do other stuff with um going forward so um but they got another first round pick and that and then you couple that with a potential first round pick with the devils go devils as the devils make it to the eastern conference finals the sharks could be looking at three first round picks going into this next draft um if not you're going to have at least two first round picks Hope, assuming that the Penguins are not one of the 10 worst teams in the NHL. Um, you're going to have two first-round picks and then two second-round picks at bare minimum, um, but you have a potential of getting three first-round picks. So um, let's look at the players the Sharks got back, and you're going to – this feels a little cap dumpish coming back. I we'll, we'll get into whether this is a good trade or not, but let's, let's just focus on what they got back here. Um, and that would be – so we'll start with Mikhail Granlin, um, who last year was traded from the Shark, uh, sorry, from the the Preds to the Penguins um, at the trade deadline. He had a solid season with with the with Nashville before his trade. Um, he had 36 points in 58 games for Nashville, and then he had five points in 21 games for the Penguins last year um, in their big trade deadline acquisition. Um, before that, he had 64 points for the Preds the year before. He's had 27, third, like, you know, he's he's been kind of around a 30-point player, you know, tight, uh, mid-20s to 30-point player going forward. And then he he kind of popped off. Uh, or sorry, I was looking at the wrong number. Um, so, no, he's, he's had 70, almost 70 points with his days back in the Minnesota Wild. Um, and then he, he kind of struggled with Nashville and, until he popped off with a 54-point season. And then last year ended with 41. But, again, um, after he got traded to Pittsburgh, was basically a ghost. So this could be a bit of a reclamation project as Mike Greer continues to add reclamation projects. Uh, Granlin is uh, 31. He just turned 31 in February um, and he has two years left on his deal at $5 million. So um, he can also play center and right wing um, for, so we'll, we'll see kind of where he slides slots in there. Um, I think you might be looking at your new third line center um, with maybe potentially Nico Stern bumping down the fourth line. Um, we'll get into that, but so two years left. So he's got $5 million for this year and next year on his deal um going forward he was potential buyout candidate for the penguins um that's basically we were waiting on this morning to see if he would be put on waivers uh to be bought out um so next would be one uh forever shark mike hoffman who played last season with the uh montreal canadians um 67 games last year. He had 34 points as well. 14 goals, uh, 20 assists. He has been a former 30 
goal scorer uh, back in the 18-19 season with the Florida Panthers. Um, that was, if you remember, that was the year where the Sharks laundered uh, Mike Hoffman from the Sens, traded him to the Panthers that morning uh, within the same morning. Um and then he went out to have a, a really good season. Um, it's kind of bounced around the past couple of years. So he played two seasons with Florida, season with the uh, Blues, and then last two seasons with the Canadians. Um, definitely was some history between him and uh, between the Hoffman family and the Carlson family, which makes it even more interesting that they're tied together again um you can go look that up it's not a great story um so if you want you know you can go look up the hoffman carlson uh saga if you would like um and then the last piece uh maybe the best piece they got back uh not counting the draft pick is uh defenseman juan ruda or jan ruda excuse me um he is 33 um he will be uh, just turned 33 the other day. Um, right-handed defenseman, six foot three, 204 pounds. Uh, has played the uh, last season with the Penguins, where did do much offensively. He only had nine points in 56 games, uh, but he's also played on the Cup-winning Lightning. He's also played for Chicago. Um, was kind of a, a staple for the Lightning um, on their defense when they made all those Cup runs. Um, He's solid defensively, um, you know, 67th percentile defenseman, probably more of a th third pairing defenseman. Um, you're not expecting much offensively from him, but is solid defensively um, and can play, you know, does a good job on the penalty kill. Um, he played two minutes of power play. So uh, last season, so we will see. I, I don't expect him to be running the power play for the uh, Sharks this year. But um, so before we, dig into if this was actually a good trade or not and kind of figure out what's next and who maybe this affects the most uh do need to take a quick break talk to you guys about our good friends over at athletic greens and um we know how hard it can be to have proper nutrition you're busy right you're stuck at your desk all day you're trying to eat whatever you can just to get through the day what if you could just start your day off on the right foot with the ultimate daily nutritional insurance with a single scoop of ag1 and a glass of water you can do that and just absorb 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, help start your day right. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and with a complicated supplement routine that just wasn't like not sustainable. It cost him $100 a day just to make sure he could be healthy. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create the optimal nutrition uh, optimal nutrition routine on his own. He did this all for around $3 a day. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of their immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do, visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network again. Visit athleticgreens.com slash angel number to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Was it a good trade? That's that's the tough part is you get a first round pick. Great. You don't have to retain. You retain one and a half million dollars of Eric Carlson's contract. So you basically you're clearing ten million dollars in contracts going forward. Um, yes, I know some that's eaten up by Grandland and Hoffman, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and but you're getting out of the Eric Carlson contract basically two years early, right? Um, because Grandland 
$5 million for the next two seasons. Uh, Mike Hoffman's on the last year of his deal at $4.5 million. And then um, uh, Jan Ruda, he's at $2.75 million over the next two seasons, right? Like all of these, that's the great thing. You're getting out of these, basically getting out of these Eric Carl, the Eric Carlson money early. Um, and you get your first round pick and you only have to retain $1.5 million. That part is like that aspect of it, of getting out of Carlson's money. Um, and again, Eric, we don't know with Eric Carlson, right? We've seen the highs and the lows with him. Um, do I expect another 100-point season out of Eric Carlson? No. Um, do I expect maybe next year a point-per-game player? I think that's a fair kind of expectations for Eric Carlson is to be, you know, around a point-per-game player, um, which the Sharks did not get back or didn't get anybody who's, you know, anywhere close to being that or that you can project to being um, one of those type of players. Did I expect that to come back from? No, but you want to at least have like point to something. Right. And you're kind of looking at this going, yes, you get a first round pick, but like no prospect, nothing, nothing that can help you in the long run other than the first round pick. Now, could this be one of those trade tree things where you look back and you go, okay, yeah, Mike Hoffman turned into this. Mikel Granlin turned into this. Juan Ruta turned into this. Um, like it could be one of those things where you're looking back in, a, in like five years and kind of look at the trade tree. But right now it would have been nice to at least get a prospect back um, from the Sharks. So um for the the penguins i think you have to feel if you're a penguins fan you have to feel you you did really well you protected all your major you know what little prospects or assets you had um you dumped some cap and you got the best player back in the deal granted you gave up some picks but um the penguins are in the business to try to win a cup right now they want to win one more cup before Sidney crosby and the gang retire and that's this is what you have to do, right? You have to give up future assets and you'll let future penguins decide that again. If you win a cup, you hang it from the banners. That doesn't matter. And for the Canadians, like this is a kind of a sneaky, I like what the Canadians did here. They got Casey DeSmith, who um, definitely took a step back last year, but you got some, he's played well for the penguins in the past couple seasons as they still try to kind of figure out what to do, um, you know, with their goalie situation right now. So, um, you know, they're kind of taking another swing at it. I mean, yes, I know Casey Smith is 31, but he could be, you know, at least hold down the fort for you for a little bit right now. Um, so I'm, yeah, again, we shall see. It's this trade is going to hinge on what Mike Greer now does which we'll get into kind of like what's going forward here in a second but what can you do with Granlin, Hoffman and Ruta these are now assets that you can potentially turn into something else and Hoffman I think you try to pump up that value as best you possibly can this season play him in the top six um try to pump up that value and then at the trade deadline you flip him for whatever the best possible asset you could get so preferably picks and players, but um, you, you pump and dump Hoffman as best you can this year. That is, that is your goal. And uh, 
We'll see with Ruda and Granlin. I know both those guys are still have two years left on their deals, but you know, a guy like Granlin, I think, is well respected around the league. And if a team wants to try to trade for him, especially a very manageable cap hit at you know two point seven five million dollars going forward for this season and next year, um, and with the salary cap going up, like. He is someone that you could add, you know, a contender could add for the next season or two if they think they're going to continue to contend and they want to really kind of help add to their bottom pairing defense. Um, I, I I don't expect – we'll see with Ruda if, if he is traded this year or next year, but I do not expect him to see the end of his contract with the, with the Sharks because I think he's a valuable asset for another contending team. Um, and again, what can you turn these guys into going forward? These are just now you've added some pieces to turn forward. Um, Grayland is going to be interesting because again, the Penguins were this close to buying him out um, this this off season um, was it turned into an absolute ghost and. Um, if he can solidify your third line uh, and then you can, you know, see what happens. I think I expect Granlin to be here all this season, uh, especially with that $5 million cap hit and the sharks again, now that they've retained Carlson and Burns, they only have one more uh, retention slot um, for the next few years. And I don't know if you want to kind of, eat that retention slot for the next two seasons on Grandland if you are to retain. Um, so again, uh, Burns's retention is this year, next year. Um, and then Carlson's is this year is the next four seasons. So you can only, you only have three retention slots. Um, so I don't know if they want to retain uh, Grandland if they would uh, need to trade him to retain him. So I expect Grandland to be here for the entire season. And then you go into next off season and maybe you, if his value is much better, cap it goes up a little bit. Maybe you might be able to trade him in the off season. If not, you just uh, ride with him going forward. So, um, but again, I, the first round pick is great. And I give right now, I give Mike Greer the benefit of the doubt with the picks. I think he's going to make that into a good player. And if you walk into next uh, draft with three first round picks, granted one, you're going to have one very, very high pick. And two probably end of the pack, end of the draft picks. Uh, the, the 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 hope is if you really want to thread the needle, um, the penguin that the sharks are the worst team in the NHL. The Penguins just missed the playoffs, and then the Devils go to the Eastern Conference Final. That gives you a pick in the beginning, uh, a pick in the middle, and the pick at the end of the draft, uh, the first round of the draft. That that's how you're th- hoping to thread the needle, um, but. I think, though, I'm going to give Mike Gray the benefit of the doubt. I think he's going to find be able to find a good player um, with with his that Penguins pick, but not getting back a younger player that you can point to and be like, okay, here you go. Um, but that that that's my only that's my big kind of miss with this trade is not getting a prospect back. So, um, but again. If the maybe we knew Greer wanted to really be low on the retain. Um, he kept it at $1.5 million, making Eric Carlson basically a $10 million player for the Penguins this, uh, for the next four seasons. Um, you know, I, I think you have to, you have to be happy with that. You have to be happy with the first round pick. And again, we'll see what Mike Greer can turn these other guys into going forward. So um, before we look at, what's next and kind of where these guys slot in and what's next to do for the sharks. Um, do want to thank you guys for making lockdown sharks. Your first listen again, probably a part of the lockdown network. We cover your team every 
day. Um, this week, um, we're still at three episodes a week, but we're going to be talking about uh, which which player is going to earn that next big contract at some point. Um, so that'll probably be on uh, Wednesday and then Tuesday night, Wednesday, and then uh, the Lockdown Canucks guys are going to be stopping by where we're going to give the state of the franchise with the Canucks and kind of look at what's going on in Vancouver. So that'll uh, how we end the week here at Lockdown Sharks. So make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can subscribe on YouTube as well. All right, so what's next now? Um, I think for my career, it's how do you spend this money that's going to be freeing up? And I think this move i think puts a a kind of timeline for the sharks of when we can expect them to start being a bit more competitive or at least so if you look at their cap friendly page um after the so next year this upcoming season right they they still have three million dollars in caps uh four million dollars in cap right now uh with 23 guys on the roster um that includes like giovanni smith um Eklund, um, all eight defensemen uh, on on the team. They're still going to have to try to figure out somebody who can run the power play. So maybe we now enter Matt Dumba watch, um, which again, I don't know if Matt Dumba's the guy to run the power play, but that's a conversation for another day. But then going into next see the, the 24, 25 season, they'll have 14 contracts with, 36 million dollars in cap space you got to have guys coming off the books um like kevin lebank mike hoffman anthony duclair bear benoff lynn blom um zadina will be an rfa Redeem shimmick will come off the books jacob mcdonald's coming off the books capo kakin is coming off the books and luke Cunningham will be an rfa so you're gonna have some not now all those guys you know, you might resign some of those guys. You know, maybe you want to resign a bear ban off. Um, if Duclair has a great season, whatever, you know, Phillips Zadina, et cetera, et cetera. But then you have $36 million in cap space. But then the season after that 25, 26 season, um, you're going to have a ton of cap space, um, $60 million in cap space going forward. Um, and that's also with the Brett Burns, uh, contract coming off the books. Um, like you're gonna have some guests. They're gonna have seven players on the roster, but then you're gonna have guys like Will Smith, William Eklund, you know, guys like Bortolo, Mukamadulin, like all these guys are gonna be coming into their own. And that's when I think the Sharks can become more aggressive um in free agency and adding players who can help them win now. So I think that 25, 26 season is when you can kind of circle to be like, okay, this is when the Sharks should start to be competitive again. Um, because I think they're going to have they're one, they're gonna have plenty of space for it. Um, and two, that's when you're gonna start to see these younger guys really come into their own. Um, so I think that that's kind of the timeline now is that 25, 26 season. So um but I, I I think though it's you're gonna for this season right is trying to find trying to continue to gather assets right and Mike Greer did that he gathered some assets um, guys who that he can potentially trade for some more future stuff and whether that's picks or prospects uh, we shall see but I, I think that's that's going to be what's going forward um, I think some just kind of winners and losers I think for 
for Sharks players um, is this this hurts the Thomas Bortolo making the team out of camp chance, especially with Grant uh, Granlin, who can play center or wing. Um, you know, whoever if it's Sturm or Granlin playing three or four or four three, whoever is playing the the third line or fourth line center, but. Um, I think this really hurts the Bortolo coming out of camp. Um, and then among the defensemen, right, this hurts Leon Gavanke, who had a chance, I think, especially of Eric Carlson. Um, you know, with Eric Carlson being traded, Gavanke may be making the team out of camp. I think Gavanke will still play at some point this season. Um, and then you got to look at some of the other defensemen, right? You know, um, Kinejov, Shimmick, uh, you know, uh, McDonald, Thrun, that's just more competition for these guys to now um, have to going forward of, of having to play uh, or like, you know, that's more, more competition for, for very few spots. So now there's basically two spots up for, or there's still one spot up for grabs, right? Um, you assume the, the locks right now um, among the, the blue line, Vlasic, Ferraro, uh, Ruda, Benning Burroughs, right? Those are your locks to play. Um, and I think you're going to have, there's going to be a lot of guys fighting for that last spot here, uh, especially with a, a piece coming back, a defensive piece coming back um, from um, in the trade. So, um, yeah, I think it's don't run out and get your Mike Hoffman jersey yet uh, this year. I think, I think a lot of these guys are going to be kind of in, try to reestablish their value and then get shipped off at the trade deadline um, this year. So that that's, it's going to be interesting. And I think Hoffman, Grandlin, um, and Ruta, none of them have no trade caused or anything like that. Basically now the only players, uh, only players on the team with any sort of uh, movement clause. So you have uh, hurdle with a full, no move clause. Um, Couture, who has a three-team uh, trade list, and Barabanov, who has a 10-team no trade list, and then uh, Vlasic, whose no-move clause is now a modified three-team no trade list. So I'm um, starting to kind of see those clean up here a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see with, with the trade. I think it's it's tough to grade it right now. Um I think it's going to be one of those, what does Greer now do with this other stuff going forward? So, um, but that's going to be it for me today. Like I said, we'll be back. Uh, this is the Monday episode coming out early on Sunday. We'll be back on Tuesday night, Wednesday uh, to talk about kind of who's going to be the next guy to, to earn that nice big contract, uh, kind of earn the first big contract from my career. So um, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course you can watch on YouTube. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and threads at Lockdown Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter and threads at my fry hole. Until next time, bye, friends. <laughs>